customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. Welcome in, friends, to the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. It is the Week 13 Breakdown, Week 14 Waivers, and the playoffs are just around the corner. I'm Chris Welsh. You can find me on Twitter at IsItTheWelsh. Joined, as always, by Jake Seeley, the all-in kid, and Brandon Funston at Brandon Funston. This is not going to be a fun episode, at least for me, because I'm a 49ers fan, and Jimmy Garoppolo is out for the season. Yes, the 49ers might have had one of the biggest statement wins. Um, you could argue it, of course, but a statement win. Miami, one of the best teams in the NFL, and they made them look silly. And to their credit, they did it with their backup quarterback because early in the game, Jimmy Garoppolo broke his foot. That is the second broken quarterback. They're now down to three, and this 8-4 and four 49er team is going to be handing the reins off to Brock Purdy. Jake, you got the dad joke? No. We already did that. Everybody else has already done that. That's why I, I wanted everybody to hear the dad joke. I wanted everybody's heard it a million joke. times. It was, but it was, it was Purdy. It was Purdy <laughs> for what he needs to do. So there you go. There's the dad joke for you because, like, Meany tweeted this out earlier this morning, Monday, depending on when you're listening to us. Chris Meany, friend of ours, uh, and he was saying, you know, you look at what their playoff run was last time. You know this. And Garoppolo wasn't throwing a ton last time. Garoppolo had eight attempts in the one game. This was the Ryan Tannehill from the Titans when. You don't need him to throw that much. He actually threw almost 40 times in replacing Garoppolo and what, 67, 68% completion, a little bit more in the short area. The touchdowns were to McCaffrey and to Kyle Juszczyk, of course, to help everybody else. But like, I think that's what you're going to see. Like not game manager, because like maybe not game manager is the right term for that as the box score decides to play noise in the background for some reason. I heard because, that. Yeah, yeah. I heard that. It no, doesn't, no. doesn't seem to I mean, me. Like, yeah. Pop-up blockers all of a sudden, something happened in the past few weeks where like the pop-up blockers got like sidetracked by all these sh- sites. I don't, I don't know what the hell happened <laughs> here now. Uh, but anyway, like I think you'll see him keep it in the short area. You're probably going to see a down tick to Ayuk because you're not going to see like some of the shots that Garoppolo took downfield. But Kittle, Debo, if he's healthy, will be fine. Chris McCaffrey's going to be fine. Uh, I'm not full on panic mode, and I know what you're talking about probably next, but I made the joke about it. It's like, no, on Baker Mayfield. Like, they're a playoff contender. They don't want Baker Mayfield. They want to stay in playoff contention. I mean, the hope is with the, with a team like this is that they can put these guys in 
you know, put the right players around that can take over. But there's no scenario. There's no scenario where in the preseason they're like, all right, we if if Brock is going to come in, here's what they never no way they talked about that. There's no chance. You lose Trey Lance, you lose Jimmy Garoppolo. If you watch the game, Brock Purdy was Uh, I suppose efficient, though he threw his first couple passes were really bad. Miami's secondary, I think, and overall defense was extra bad uh, than normal, which I think kind of heightened it. But Brandon, Jake already kind of alluded to it. I think the the conversation is around Brock Purdy, unless you play in a super flex. I will have to put a waiver claim in on Brock Purdy in a league that I had Jimmy Garoppolo in super flex. Otherwise, I will be done, done. And ironically, that league, too, I traded for Jimmy Garoppolo early and had moved Deshaun Watson, who's now back. But, you know, what's better, Jimmy Garoppolo right now or Deshaun Watson? We could talk about that in a little bit. But the downgrade, I think Brandon Ayuk is the most obvious, Brandon, of of downgrades. A little more Pollyanna from Jake, which, you know, we don't expect that or say that a lot. Is there anybody else that you think is a more of a downgrade than just Brandon Ayuk? I think he's just a slightly downgraded version of Jimmy Garoppolo. He's a pocket-tied guy who lives in the short area. You know, the the book on him is that, he, you know, he'll struggle with deep ball and, and getting outside the numbers. But the nice thing, as Jake alluded to, is San Francisco really doesn't play a vertical game. You know, a lot of their guys, and it's Christian McCaffrey, it's a heavy on the run, heavy on the horizontal, and, and moving guys, you know, Debo Samuel sweeps and, and Christian McCaffrey out in the passing game and George Kittle over the middle. So I think a lot of this this can stay the same if maybe just slightly muted. Um, you know, 5.7 yards per attempt kind of speaks to who Brock Purdy is a bit. Um, but I think they can live with that. It does kind of does cap their ceiling, though. I, I, I had them with Garoppolo as my pick and for the Super Bowl out of the NFC. I don't know that I can say that now. I think, I, especially with the way Philadelphia played, I think I have to, yeah. I have to swing the pendulum back to, to Philadelphia for that reason. I think it's, this is going to ultimately cap their, uh, you know, how far they go in the postseason. I think that, you know, just talking a little bit about this, it's such a big story. Like Brandon Ayuk, he comes down. I'm worried about Christian McCaffrey. And I was talking with Bogman about this on ITL, and he wasn't because of just pure volume. And like, listen, you're right. They're going to run. They always run. They're going to play short game. But they technically threw 41 times in this game. 37 of those came from Brock Purdy. And I am worried that teams are going to do what you would expect. They're going to say, all right, Purdy beat us. And they're going to stack the boxes for Christian McCaffrey. And they're going to, it's hard to take away the run game from the 49ers, but I'm a little bit worried that they are going to take that away more than ever. And you're going to have to find where the pluses are. Maybe it's Kittle. You would kind of expect it to be. I kind of think it might be Debo now. Debo was a huge target of Brock Purdy. Looked like they did a little bit of a better job getting the ball to him, but I'm overall, I'm a little bit worried. I guess we're just going to have to see what happens with Christian McCaffrey. But Jake, you have no down tick on Christian McCaffrey. Again, it's kind of minimal at this point, like down ticking any of these guys. You're not not starting, I suppose, Debo, Ayu, Kittle, McCaffrey. It just maybe you've got other options out there, but there's no down tick for you on McCaffrey under Purdy, right? No, because McCaffrey, all we want is the volume. I mean, he's done it with terrible quarterbacks before. I, I just McCaffrey is McCaffrey. The only injury concern would be like, if he's banged up and then how many other people are involved with him in the backfield. The biggest thing is looking at the 49ers schedule. Problem is we kind of already knew this going forward is that from weeks 14 through 17, they had two really bad matchups and two really good matchups. They get Tampa Bay next week and then you get Mm -hmm. Seattle fun with that. 
But then you get Washington, who people continue to overlook as one of the better run defenses in the league, especially Chase Young will be back by that point. And then you finish things off with Las Vegas. So it's boo-yay, boo-yay, hoo-yah, uh, whatever. I don't care. It's, it's just, but I don't, I'm not sitting Christian McCaffrey. The only one you mentioned in that list, though, I don't think Ayuk's a definitive start now. That's the, yeah. Like Ayuk this week, but against Tampa Bay, but this week is kind of like in play just because there's 7,000 people hurting on a bye. So you kind of maybe have to, but I think it's now Debo Kittle and McCaffrey, and that's it. Yeah. Um, you know, well, Ele- that that couple weeks 49ers Seahawks game is setting up for a nice little if the Seahawks take care of business against Carolina and, and San Francisco, you know, were to drop to Tampa Bay. I think that game would have a lot on the line. Uh, we uh, we might have to have a little bet, a uh, little uh, side <laughs> bet. Going. I was gonna say, is that what Funston's getting at here? Like, yeah, let's see. Get a we'll see. Yeah, I like uh, let me week. see one more week. Yeah, let me yeah, see one, one more one more Brock week Brady. of context. There. Yeah. How about you both do well and please just knock the Giants out of the playoffs? Just please, <laughs> we can do like, that. Like, we they, can do that. I'm so annoyed that they tied that game. So let's focus for a second on the elephant in the room, and it's a really, really inaccurate elephant in Baker Mayfield, who was just cut and waved by the Panthers. I guess he asked for it, and they said, "Sure, <laughs> bye bye." And they let him go. And the obvious horrific thought process, it literally is going to keep me up at night for the next two days until he clears waivers, is do the 49ers consider bringing in a guy like Baker Mayfield, Brandon? I wouldn't consider bringing him in to be the starter. Uh, we kind of touched on this before we started this. I, I think you go with Brock Purdy. And if you want to sign him because you think that he might, you know, bring something more to the table than Josh Johnson. If you get to that point. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, he is a guy that has won a, he has won a postseason game. You know, he, there, he was, I mean, I'm not going to try to talk myself. I said, I would say you sound like you might be their coaches being like, he did right. win some game, like how we get to him signing. But, but again, I think that when you go uh, coaching, coaching makes a huge difference. You know, Daniel Jones is not a turnover machine anymore because he's under the guidance of Brian Dable. He's not great. But, you know, at least they're a winning team because Brian Dable is in control. And if you put Baker Mayfield with Kyle Shanahan, I believe that Kyle Shanahan would get the best out of Baker Mayfield. I just don't know what that is. And I, I don't mean, think you switch to Brock. You don't switch out Brock Purdy at this point. Just one like just one hypothetical for a second. And I agree with you at this stage. I think it's too difficult. But Jake, like the downgrading with Baker as a quarterback in San Francisco would be exponential. Immense. Yeah. <laughs> just like, it's OK, like. We have already seen, you know, Baker. Well, oh, Chris McCaffrey's fine. And Christian McCaffrey's not the one affected. It's everybody else. So he destroyed DJ Moore, who's been top 20 every single time in that range, in that conversation every single time. Baker's not been at quarterback, whether it's been PJ Walker or freaking Sam Darnold. Like, that's the thing. Like, Sam Darnold and not even attempting 20 passes is an upgrade over you. So. Please, for your sake, I would not want him or Debo's sake or Kittle's sake or anybody on this damn team's sake outside of Christian McCaffrey. If Baker goes down there and actually is the starter, I mean, send him, like I said, send him to Houston. Just get him somewhere else. Although they would ruin Nico Collins. (laughs) That's what I was going to say. Is like, do you even think he's going to get a gig at this point? Do we think he's going to fly on with a team going into the final couple weeks, or is he going to set this out? And that's why I could see Houston making sense because I could see them going either back to Davis Mills or Kyle Allen. They're going to be back in the they're taking a quarterback in this draft, but maybe you have a decent. Maybe they can resurrect some of. Like, let's be real here. Like Baker is a creation of the uh, NFL draft, the hype prospects, all that. It's perception. Like he was never as good as he was coming out of college, even if you liked him or not. 
he's not this bad. Like, let's take the tongue and cheek joking out of the side. Like this year's Baker is not as like good as he could be. Like we've seen replacement level Baker before. Baker Mayfield was fine with the Browns. I think you could put that. Okay. Well, I was just saying, I just said, here's a perfect place where he could sign Tennessee. Like they're a playoff team. No, don't bury Malik Willis. No, but you don't want if you're the Titans, you don't want to go to postseason with Malik Willis. That, oh, I mean, you mean if Tannehill gets hurt, you're not talking for right. 2023. No, no, I'm talking for this okay. year. Like a team like, okay. you know, if you're sitting on like someone like Malik Willis and you're a postseason contender. Yeah, you take the experience of Baker Mayfield, the guy that can turn around and hand off to Derrick Henry and use some play action to maybe hit Traylon Burks or a tight end every so often. You know, it's like you would do that as a game manager over Malik Willis. Let's just hope it's not in San Francisco. And then the final tie I would point is Brock Purdy is going to in my eyes look old school Jimmy Garoppolo ish if people are wondering it's going to be a really bonehead dumb play that might have been led up by a couple really fun accurate passes uh, with really talented players but it's going to be dicey and hopefully it is never Baker Mayfield looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. On the injury front, let's actually go to the team uh, we were just talking about, Brandon. Ken Walker was knocked out of the game with an ankle injury, and there's no full word on it yet. The, the, the term they used was a jammed ankle, which I've never heard in my the, life. I mean, obviously, we know jammed, has. Yeah, jammed fingers and stuff like that. I can assume it was like, yeah, I've broken, jammed all the toes. But like, I assume, you know, it was the ankle pressing in or something at, in how it would jam. And Pete Carroll didn't really have any information on it whatsoever. Pete's usually Pollyanna, Pollyanna Pete. 
So it's a little odd to me when I hear that. And I think there's like a little bit of worry in my mind. So here's a question, Brandon. Do you a think the injury could be any type of serious? And if it is, is DJ Dallas going to be a major target for you or not? Because they've got, I don't think a great schedule coming up running. They're starting to get into heavy passing. It's like, if they don't even have Ken Walker, are they even going to bother becoming a run heavy team with DJ Dallas? So is he going to be a target for you? If you think Walker is going to miss time. Um, yeah, because like, I think it's going to be a, it'll be a committee. We've seen it before. They kind of go back and forth, with DJ Dallas and T- Travis Homer. And now you got Tony Jones potentially in the mix as well. So, but I think, you know, they won't change their identity completely, which means that they might still have 20 to 25 touches to give away. That could mean double digit touches for both Dallas and Travis Homer some weeks. So um, that still would be interesting. I, I you know, I, I am, I, I agree with you. It's a weird injury. And I watched the play. It didn't look even close to as bad as like what we saw with Trevor Lawrence. And when he went into the locker room and then all of a sudden he comes back out and he's still playing. I mean, that guy's Gumby, but um, the way his ankle twisted, but like, yeah, so we'll wait and see. Maybe it's a week. Maybe it's two. I wouldn't ex- think it would be serious, but uh, you know, for, for this week, who's Seattle got this week? I'm not even um, Carolina. That'd be a good matchup. That's a good cha. Yeah. It'd be a fantastic matchup. The uh, official thing that came out for me and Rappaport a couple hours ago as we're recording this were that he's having tests done. Pete Carroll called it a jam. And the injury, the hope is it's not serious, but is different from a sprain because the joint jammed down uh, and not on one side or the other, which is very strange as they even titled it. So they may not even know, which that's the type of worry where it's like if no one really knows what's going on here. I don't see you're just going to need to be a doctor. Oh, they're just going to say this. I don't need to be a doctor to see his expression, the teammates expressions and everything going on, on the sideline. I don't need to be a doctor to see how bad that looked like his leg was up was they were starting to wrap it. Teammates were patting him on the back. He had the head down like I just tore my knee like that. That's the kind of like body language we got from that. So I will save the waiver situation of what I think for later because that's well, what they I were working on. They were working on the sidelines and then they had him stand up and just put some weight on it. And he just immediately shook his head. No one sat back yeah. down. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's a good tease in for our waiver conversation. Lamar Jackson knee injury is titled day two weeks. That's not what you <laughs> want to hear. Uh, this morning, the word was uh, a feared knee sprain. So, oh boy, Jake Lamar Jackson out. Is obvious. I, I almost posed this question. I'm not going to because I know the guy that you're going to uh, mention, but I legit look at like, is there really any startable assets on this team? Uh, maybe Tyler Huntley is better than I'm making it out to be. Just Lamar takes a uh, a bit away from this offense. We saw this putrid game this week in a 10-9 game against Denver. But with, if Tyler Huntley is in, Lamar's out. Lamar's out. You guys deal with it. Tyler Huntley's in. Is Mark Andrews a downgrade? Do you even ever look at Demarcus Robinson or the running back situation? I mean, what 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 is this team under Tyler Huntley for you? Well, no, because Mark Andrews was already downgraded from the day that I traded for him in the flex leagues. As Funston knows, his career has been <laughs> downturned and like spiraled out of control since that day. Uh, it's just been miserable. I ruined another player for everybody. I am sorry. I, like, Did you announce I, it at least? Did you tell everybody that you were about to ruin <laughs> no, him? No, I, I should be. Like, I told you I should have a running list of all the transactions and everything I do throughout the year just so everybody knows. Look, there's been a lot of hits, though. That's the Joking aside, Mark Andrews will be fine. Uh, it's really just comes down to Tyler Huntley. It's shown to be capable. Like there was a lot of speculation this all season. If other teams would try to trade for him, 
with like some mid-round picks because of their quarterback situation and what he showed in this offense last year. So I don't think it's a massive downgrade for Mark Andrews. The question is obviously going to come down to, is it Duvernay or is it Demarcus Robinson? But outside of deeper leagues, you weren't using either of these guys anyway. It was just basically the uh, trying to figure out the backfield, but now Dobbins could be activated this week. So you're the answers are f- are here for you. It's Mark Andrews and nobody else, but we already knew that. So like, it's just more of the same. It's just like, it's propped up a little bit more. Like it's, it's a worst case scenario where you now take that dynamic quarterback out of the play and you're like, yeah, it's still Mark Andrews, but this isn't exactly what we want, but maybe it's being overplayed. Brandon. I mean, do you feel that there might be something slick with Demarcus Robinson or you can get back down with these running backs, even though the running backs seem very messy over there too. Yeah. None of that was going to be any different, whether Lamar Jackson's in there or not, like that running back situation's messy. Uh, we aren't, we haven't been that interested in wide receivers hardly ever in the Baltimore Lamar Jackson era, you know, save for some Marquise Brown, hot stretches, but I mean, he's really been the only one at wide receiver we've cared about uh, of any significance. I would just go back to, this is Huntley. Huntley's interesting because I would liken him to Marcus Mariota in a two quarterback league that plays nicely. I, I mentioned it as a, as a streamer this week, uh, a quarterback Mariota's like QB 11 on the year. Like it, it's Tyler Huntley's like 40 rushing yards. Every time he started is, is, is about where he lands. So like that plays well, you know, the, the passing numbers aren't great, but when you add in the rushing numbers, it works out pretty nicely. Well, here, I'll throw this out to you then. Baltimore has got an insanely, insanely good run through the end of this season. Next week, they've got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers defense can show up in occasional points. It's not in the secondary, though. So I throw this out to you that you got Tyler Huntley. Make, maybe Robinson is going to have to pick up. Andrews is there. Then your fantasy playoff run is the Browns, the Falcons, and you end with the Steelers. I mean... You can find your little points, I suppose, of uh, of negativity against them, but I'm not sure you can find a better four-game matchup from pre-fantasy playoffs to the next three in fantasy playoffs than what the Ravens have coming up. Unfortunately, if those games were without Lamar Jackson, it puts some into question, but like, you think you're going to find any... T- I know you kind of answered this. I'm not trying to keep treading it, but like, you have these really, really poor defenses, specifically like Pittsburgh. I think you might find yourself getting trying to get sneaky with a Demarcus Robinson. Or, I mean, I'm over Duvernay. Well, I'm wh- completely over him. Why? I mean, he had six catches. I mean, it was only like 23 yards, but that Huntley went to him. And I, yeah, I kind of always talk myself into Duvernay. I think he's like, you know, the poor man's Debo. You can use him in in similar respects. So um, I at least like the attention he got. He will he will be someone that I'll be sort of watching in deeper leagues. You know, you if I was in a pickle, I might roll him out there at least you know especially in ppr bump even if it's not a lot of yards you might get a lot of catches we'll see we'll see in jake's ranks too we'll see if you get tempted uh by the dark side of those beautiful matchups with pittsburgh (laughs) coming up i doubt you will by the look on jake's face right now that doesn't look like a face that is going to be tempted by demarcus robinson should screenshot that and share it. <laughs> a, he looks like he has, about, he has about 15 to 20 words that he'll spend on the Baltimore yeah. situation, it looks like. And, and two of them <laughs> might involve pork chop sandwiches, so I don't think we have anything <laughs> moving forward. Well, would you looky, looky here how the tur- tables have changed, my friends. Cam Akers. I got to go refill my coffee. Go ahead and have Cam Akers. <laughs> can we have a little conversation Woo, doggy, Cam Akers. Not, not that exciting, by the way, but uh, I was very excited to be able to put Cam Akers on here and it just be relevant. 17 carries, 60 yards, two touchdowns with a 73% snap percentage. Brandon Funston, what you think about Cam Akers? 
Well, I think if you want to slot Cam Akers, you look at it this way. Seattle's defense is terrible. They can't tackle right now. And so you can go 33 carries, 200-plus yards for Josh Jacobs, 22 carries, 100-plus yards for Rashad White, 17 carries, 60 yards for Cam Akers. So there you go. In, in the most idyllic situation, you can get 60 yards out of Cam Akers. The touchdowns, they're fickle. Uh, you know, he, he looked okay. He didn't look he didn't look great, but he did have some opportune carries that allowed him to get into the end zone. Um, the Rams did not pass the ball to a running back once again. So again, you're you know you're going to basically be relying on Cam Akers on the ground, 17 carries, 60 yards, and you're hoping he gets into the end zone. I, I, yeah, I mean it was nice for Cam Akers, but I don't know what, what we're hanging our hat on here. Well, I'll, I'll throw a couple things at you. Under 45% owned. He actually had a 10% drop in Yahoo after last week. So his ownership is available to people. Um, you also have the high snap percentage. And you have a run here that it's a little bit open on both sides. You've got the Raiders this week, which is on Thursday Night Football. But you've got, in the fantasy playoffs, a Packer and a championship week Chargers matchup. Which, I mean phenomenal running back matchups except this is one of the most putrid teams in the nfl from an offensive standpoint because they have no guns and no plays so um that's a little bit of it uh do you have i was going to go to jake but yeah we'll i just have one little follow-up point just because i watched you know I, I was intently watching the game one thing that they did is they used tutu atwell and brandon powell uh i think they combined for like seven carries basically the sweeps or whatever I, that might help the the backfield you know when you're keeping the edges out you know, having to basically be forced to just be spread wide because that threat, you know, it kind of keeps the middle a little bit thin and that could help cam makers a little bit. So I think they might be trying to scheme some things that could help that out. Do you want to apologize to me? You want to apologize uh, to me? I don't really want to. <laughs> no, you, know, you know what we should do? Our Niner uh, Seahawk bet should be the loser has to get a Cam Akers jersey. That would be oh, that God. should be that should be our play. All right, Jake, uh, Cam Akers. We get to talk about him. I'm only making it a big deal because of all of our arguments about Cam Akers, but he did become relevant in the snap count. Relevant in a Rams offense is a kind of hilarious, funny term. But what do you think here? He's under 50% owned. I know we'll, we can talk about him in the waivers, but your general sense of what he was able to do in a really bad offense and a couple decent matchups coming up. Does it pique your interest? Are you uh, are you peaked on Cam Akers? There you go. What was I'm that done. other one? What was that other one? There was a fart emoji was, and, then when... and, a, and a rainbow fart emoji. Oh it's, a, oh, it's a rainbow fart. Oh, okay. Well, good. I'm glad you had the rainbow <laughs> fart in there. There's, there's, no, you, you want to be fooled into this? I wouldn't trust Sean McVay to watch Barkley for me if I was gone for a few hours. No. You, you, you lauded <laughs> Kyron Williams since the day you drafted him. He was your starter last week. You 70% of the snaps. That's snaps. I know the touches might look differently, but the, the touches in the run game were similar. Kyron Williams got all the passing game work. And then you come back and pull this crap. No. Go ahead. Please start. You know what? I would leave Cam Akers on the waivers to let somebody pick him up and play him against me, wow. against the Seahawks, to try and blitz. This is a this is a sabotage drop, similar to like Kyle Pitts weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks ago. Like, go ahead, you start Kyle Pitts and get the one point. I hope you play him against me. Go ahead and do this for Cam Akers. I, you know, I, I I'm so like he. This is just Sean McVay hates me. Sean McVay hates me 100. percent This is just he's just trolling me this entire season. Screw you, Sean McVay. Do you, do you believe like Kyron Williams is all of a sudden going to be the guy against the Raiders? 
He was the guy last week, and now he's going to like going to be the guy next. Like, I no, this is just I don't trust Sean McVay. I'm not touching this back. I'm not touching the worst running back backfield in the league to try and like look. This is chasing your tail with tight ends. It could work again. It could. But Sean McVay could go into the film room and look and say, God, Cam Akers left so much on the table with those. Yeah, and then like, oh, let's lose Malcolm Brown again. Let's let's come on, let's bring him. You do this. This is by this is by Apocalypse 2.0. There's there are six teams out. I don't care. Even if you had guys out, you're just like Cam Akers is that. I don't give a giant honking mega steaming pile of. (laughs) Oh boy. I mean, Let's just talk I'm about gonna... Justin Verlander's two-year, $86 million contract to the Mets. Let's do that instead. Oh, oh you believe Carlos Baerga on Instagram? Come on, Jake. Uh, no, I, I am Jeff pa- Passan. Did that? Oh, did it become official? Yeah. When? I didn't see that. Just now. Legitimately, oh just now. Oh, $43 million a year. Oh, my gosh. How could really this go wrong for the Mets? This will work wrong. out. This will be good. <laughs> Um, I am intently going to be, you know what I think everybody just please, uh, watch Cam Akers this week and, you know, totally don't tweet at us if he's really good, uh, at all in kid at Brandon Funson and at is at the Welsh. Maybe we can collect some Cam Akers takes, especially if he does something during bipocalypse. You're literally saying in bipocalypse, you will not even pick him up. Even if you're down your back, you're down Dave Montgomery and Jonathan Taylor. You're down both Travis Homer. Oh my God. Oh, my God. All right. Let's move on to something a little bit more fun. Let's talk about some wide receivers here. Christian Watson, more touchdowns, three for 48. Nothing big there. A score had a uh, in around 46 yards, a touchdown. He is becoming a big focal point in the offense. Here is my question. Jake, is Christian Watson a top 15 wide receiver in fantasy moving forward? Yes, because Meany and I already did this on All in Football, and we were having the conversations if he's top twelve, and we're in that range. Like, like we knocked him out of the top twelve, but barely. Uh, mostly, also, if you want to just know the last four weeks since he came back and was healthy and out there, seventy-five percent of the snaps or more, because that's the biggest change. He's healthy, but also running as one of the top two options. The last four weeks, second in fantasy points per game, fifth in team air yards percentage, fourth in yards per route run, second or no, first in touchdowns per target by a mile over second place. That's why that tipped me up for a second. But he's also first in red zone touchdowns and end zone touchdowns. Everybody can sit here and say the touchdowns won't continue. Sure, finally, at some point, he might go 100 yards and catch zero touchdowns. But guess what? He's still catching 100 yards. He is new Aaron Rodgers Bay. And really what it comes down to, and yes, I used the term for 15 years ago, but the fact is 15, top 15 wide receiver. Yes, it's officially here. Like, at what point are we stopping him? Like, where do you like? Where do you bench him? Like, I mean, like, like what if you have Tiger Kill and Amaron St. Brown and what? Like, what would be like? like Mike, you could have a conversation of him versus Mike Evans right now. Who would you rather have? Hmm. Probably Watson. I think Watson too. Because a I healthy Chris Godwin has kind of put Mike Evans on a more volatile. Right. Basically, Mike Evans and Jalen Waddle have been different styles, one thousand percent different styles, but their fantasy. Has been up and down. Yeah. And I think, and interesting on the whole season, think, don't everyone to put this in their brain for a second. Think of how bad Christian Watson was to start the year. I don't know if he scored a point in the first six weeks. I say that facetiously, but you know what I'm getting at. He has gotten himself up to wide receiver 28 on the year in half point PPR based on, do you know, even he's that 22nd back, in points per game, which just is off, wild. Based, off the last four. And <laughs> since week 18, he is the sixth. Highest scoring wide receiver in total points. And I think the same thing applies. He's a little bit lower. It looks like he's like ninth in 
uh, points per game since week eight is out there. So, Brandon, let me ask you this one then. If Christian Watson is a top 15 wide receiver, maybe he in would the top be, he would make range. my top 15. He, he would make my top 20. I'm just kind okay. of looking at it right now. He wouldn't make my top 15. So this is great. I'd love to expand on that. And I'm going to give you a who'd you rather. Who would you rather Christian Watson or Garrett Wilson rest of season? Garrett Wilson, because I can say definitively he is the number one target. And, and Watson's had three straight games of six targets, which is borderline. It's decent. It's not like. To me, I, if you're top 15, you're a guy that's, you know, flirting with double-digit targets week in and week out. I mean, I kind of um, – so, like, Chris Olave Chris and Garrett Wilson are two guys that are rookies that are the number one alphas on their team that I would probably still take over Watson. But it's I would close. take Wilson, but not, not Olave. But I think they're kind of in that conversation. Uh, but I, the reason I like both of those guys, the other guys, is because – I don't think it's a question as to who the number one target is. I still think it is a question. I mean, Alan Lazard, you know, still is is having weeks where he's clearly the favorite target. It's just that when Rogers clearly is going to Watson now, those those targets in the end zone used to be Lazard, and now he's turned those over to Watson. It's like it's like Lazard's the second. I'm just trying to figure out how he's not top fifteen. That's all. I'm like trying to like. Well, let me ask what you this. Names? I, I mean, go. What are the I, names? Where are I, I the fourteen take, names? I would take both the Seattle receivers over Christian Watson. Mm. Uh, I don't know about. And I think, and, I, and I think, and I think that's how you get him out of the top fifteen. Lockett is ranked eleventh on the year, and DK Metcalf is ranked fifteenth on the year. He is number yeah. fifteen in. And I like Jamar PPR Chase isn't in that top fifteen because he's been out. But I would take Jamar Chase now over obviously over. Oh, Christian yeah, Watson. of course. And there's a, yeah. that wasn't even a question. Garrett what about T Higgins? T Higgins, T Higgins or Christian Watson? Um, barely. Yeah, I think that's about right. He's but 13th in scoring. Christian Kirk, Watson uh, or Kirk? Uh, yeah, Watson. I don't. They've actually no, because Jaguars have like the worst three stretch passing game schedule of anybody from weeks 15 through 17, and it partly is because nobody needs to pass on Houston. It's not like they have an amazing pass defense, but they have a, a semblance of a pass. De- it's better than like the Giants right now. Yeah, fewest um, so, pass attempts allowed are the Texans. Yeah, well, that's because everybody just runs the hell all over them. But the two weeks outside of that, too, it's like two terrible matchups for Jack. I would go Watson over Kirk. How about this last one? Watson or Amari Cooper? Watson. I'm going to go Amari. Ooh, okay. That transitions us to Deshaun Amari Watson. Cooper is Mike Evans. Up and down and up what? and down and up and down. Yeah, and let's do the transition about... No. Yeah. You want, and he, you, you want me to pull this back out for this first start back? Yeah, he, he might have. <laughs> that was I don't know why that little fart that one got me. Uh he might be no better than Baker Mayfield, but Deshaun Watson was arresty. It didn't look good, didn't get the ball to Amari Cooper. He had 131 yards. He had a pick. There's not a lot of <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of time to get this going. What level of trust is there in uh, Deshaun Watson, Jake? What level of trust do you have after seeing that? Well, it's at Cincinnati this week, so uh, I had him. I, should, I think my final ranking was 13th. I think they just, I, I think he barely got knocked out because Fields came back. Uh, I didn't have Fields in initially early in the week, so I think Watson ended up like 12th or 13th for me. So I don't see him moving too far down from there, uh, mostly because there's six teams on a bye. Like uh, so, you know, we have no Fields. Um, he was in the conversation with Mariota last week, so like, I mean, maybe he kind of stays in that same range. But you mentioned the rust. Uh, I mean, he looked like Mark Rippon. Everything was thrown at people's feet. Like, I, I don't know. That's the good compare. Like, that's why people hated Mark Rippon back in the day. For anybody that remembers Mark Rippon, everything was like hit the f- turf in front of him. Everything was short. He short armed everything. And that's what it was it's well, starting the game. Newton, got, too. 
Yeah. It got a little bit better in the second half. Not enough that makes you say, ooh, okay, everything's great. Uh, as I mentioned and said, like, they could just run the ball the entire game. Well, I also wasn't expecting the defense to do all the scoring. And, like, they took care of things for everything. But since against Cincinnati, like, I could see, you know, everybody's been going gaga over Mike White. I'd play him over Mike White going to Buffalo just because, you know, I, I, I knew Mike White from last year. So do you say golf at home versus Minnesota or Watson in Cincinnati? I think you can make the argument for golf, but that's the conversation we're now having right now. It's Brian, the same thing. I mean, it didn't look good. It doesn't look good. It's a critical time for fantasy playoffs. Oh, here I have one for you when you finish your statement. I want to ask yeah. Funston the one the next one. Go ahead, do finish it. your Let's statement. Do it. Oh no, I'm oh, just okay. saying it's it's no, a bad I mean, fantasy playoff win here. So go ahead. No, no, no. Was- because of the matchup. I got this for you. Would you go to Sean Watson? In week two, after what we just saw, Brandon, or would you play Tom Brady in San Francisco? Mm-hmm. Mm, I would. <laughs> I think Purdy. I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go Deshaun Watson on that one. To be honest with you, I, I think, we, we got 21 <laughs> rushing yards out of him. We could get, you know, we could get a 40 out of him, you know, in, against Cincinnati. So it's t- it's close. Um, but I was just want, want to say, like, it's at Cincinnati this week. It's Baltimore, New Orleans, and then at Washington. It's not the greatest. Uh, like, not really. I, Baltimore's defense is so much better now. Um, and you know, New Orleans, you can get a good, you can get a good effort out. And we see Washington's one of the you know better emerging defenses uh, on the year. So it's not a good run for him at all. People that like sat back holding on to Deshaun Watson, like, I don't know that you're going to get the reward that you were hoping. Yeah, and the pieces in general. It's unfortunate to see like where Mark Cooper was. Uh, in that same game, here's a question. Did Damian Pierce do enough to join back the circle of trust? 18 carries, 73 yards, had three catches for 22. Jake, is he back in the circle of trust, Damian Pierce? Mm, nah, not really. Mostly because it's still with Houston. I mean, it was a fine performance, but you know, I would have rather seen good from beginning to end at Dallas this week. I mean, you're going to have to. I mean, we have a ton of running backs. So we have Ken Walker, Hurt. We have no David Montgomery, no Jones and Dylan. Dylan and Jones got banged up too. No Jonathan Taylor, no Camara, no Brian Robinson, no Antonio Gibson, no Tyler Algier and Cordero Patterson. So he's going, you're starting him as an RB2 this week, but you say the trust factor name. And like, I think if everybody was out there this week, I'd probably still have him in the low 20s. Same thing, yeah. Brian. Circle of trust. I, mean, I think we just basically saw what his ceiling is right now because he can't play his own team, the Texans. So the Cleveland's about as good of a matchup as you can get for a running back. So that's his ceiling right there, which isn't that great, you know. Um, and, and he's going like eliminated Dallas, from the passing game against Dallas, which just put up another forty burger, fifty, right? Like, um, yeah. Like, what's the score going to be in this? Oh yeah, game? I, forgot, I forgot about the garbage touchdown that they just let <laughs> Davis run in for. Yeah, so fifty. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, how bad is it going to be? I mean, how much running time are they going to get in Houston before it's, you know, forget about it? Final one before we talk about waivers. Um, I'm just going to throw them both out. A couple Lions notes. DeAndre Swift seemed to kind of get back to old Swift, a little Swifty. 51% of the snaps. He was 14 uh, for 61 and a score, had four for 49. This is old school, good stuff. And Jamison Williams was active, was not used, really, except he was used as a special teams gunner was the word that they were talking about in pregame and the Fox crew kind of annihilated the lions for it. So Brandon, any swift or Jamison Williams thoughts before we do waivers? Well, I remember in the, you know, one of the pundits talking about Jamison Williams and how good of a gunner he was and how much he, he actually likes that. So um, 
I don't blame the Lions for doing that at all, but I, he was on a snap count, and I would expect him to, you know, obviously you're not you're not playing him yet, but if you still have room to stash him, I would stick around because they're, you know, that role should expand his health, should get better. DeAndre Swift looked good. They even gave him a goal line opportunity, and he he cashed it, made a nice move. Um, you know, Jam- Jamal Williams is still going to be the guy pretty much to own that role, but at least we can see now that DeAndre Swift has some utility in the passing game, and they'll give him some run as well so we kind of you can kind of you know we've talked about it by apocalypse two you're playing deandre swift this week for sure jake is there anything with jameson williams with you like do you think he's going to be a point where you can get him in a fantasy lineup before the year ends you might be able to get him in the lineup this week and this is the copy paste thing that the Lions have done with returning wide receivers is josh reynolds brought along slow first game back dj chark brought along slow first game back jameson williams first game career back from injury so the, the, that usage was weird. A few of his snaps were when they were kneeling the ball. So those don't even really count, <laughs> but he was on the field. Uh, I, I think that you still say he's behind DJ Chark, uh, but I think you could push him and you're looking for a big play. I mean, he can take any catch for a big play. So that's what you're doing. It's six teams in a bye. We're hammering that point home. If you're looking for a desperation play, I'd play him over to Marcus Robinson. I'd take that risk. I'd take golf at home with Jameson Williams, and hopefully he plays 40 snaps and gets a couple targets downfield. I'd play him over to Marcus Robinson with Tyler Huntley. So that's the conversation you're having. And then hopefully he does enough this week that you can get some trust for the fantasy playoffs. But, yeah, that's where yeah. it comes into. Swift, sure. <laughs> I just feel like we're getting ready to get bit here. Yeah, he had 50%. Mm. It was his biggest <laughs> share of the year. Jameson Williams still got his touchdown. All he does is score. Uh, but this kind of feels like it might just be a Pollard-Zeke situation, honestly. It's going to be something okay. we're going to remember going into the <laughs> it yeah, is but, okay. But then you have to trust the Lions offense to be as good as the Cowboys offense every single week. But as you mentioned, yeah. it's a good week to trust them. It is Minnesota. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. This is a good one. But leading into it feels like that playoffs, there's going to be that playoff game where it's going to be donut for Swift and owners are bounced and everyone's screaming. Mm, donuts. Waivers. <laughs> waivers. And let's go get some donuts after the waivers. I could use that. Jake, uh, your top three, your big guys, who are we looking at in waivers this week for a preview? Yeah, number one is over 50, but still under 60. He's there, uh, assuming he's not concussed out for week 14, but Traylon Burks is taking the second half of the season finally to hit his stride. But outside of that, to go deeper on those, um, this isn't the exact order, of course, but Nico Collins, I mentioned earlier, I pick up Nico Collins has been the number one. I don't know that Brandon Cooks plays the rest of the year. Uh, so, you know, you go for that big play. He's still only a wide receiver, three or four, depending on your league. But then there's a conversation of running backs that I'll have here. You know, my feelings on acres, I would pick up Travis Homer before him because Homer had an illness. It like, so it wasn't an injury. And then, you know, he got in the limited practice on Friday and that was held out. Well, DJ Dallas got hurt. And then as Fonsta mentioned earlier, it was Tony Jones, like Homer could walk into 15 plus touches this week in a great matchup. Zonovan Knight's in play until Michael Carter comes back. That could be a complete mess when Michael Carter is back. Uh, although I think James Robinson clear, could so. get cut this week. I'm going to throw that out. After his complaining and his uh, usage this week, I legit think he is a potential That's, cut. I candidate. said something was going on a few weeks ago. Like, just something is strange with this whole James Robinson year since they started to lose time over there. Something and then strange. Jordan Mason is clearly the backup to Christian McCaffrey, there was speculation of Tyrion Davis-Price, uh, Tevin Coleman because he loves his vets, but it was clearly 100% Jordan Mason. There was an adjustment in the ranks and talking about waivers when late in the week when not Kyle Shanahan, but teammates. Jimmy Garoppolo was the one who said it. I'm excited to see what Jordan Mason has, can do with a few more snaps. So those would be the three running back options, and you can go ahead and have your number two running back, Austin. Go, please take them. Yeah, what do we got? What do we got, Brennan? <laughs> James, James Cook. Are you talking about James Cook? 
No, you're number two, Cam Akers. Oh no, I just kind of put him down. I'm like, like we've already talked about this. I don't want to, I don't want to espouse the virtues of Cam Akers, but you might have to play him this week. I mean, with all the buys, like like you said, he's he's probably ultimately going to be ranked a top twenty six running back for me. Maybe not full RB two, but close. So you know. There's probably lots of flex spots where Cam Akers makes sense. I'll just say James Cook. 20, 20 touches, that, that, that's that got to pique your interest. There was no, no. like, it, <laughs> it's got to. It, look, we always no, say, it follow, follow we've done this before. And he's, he's percolating. He had 11 carries a couple weeks before that. Um, there is, I wouldn't say for this week it's a great idea. It's the Jets. They're a good defense. He, has, he actually had one of the top five worst schedules remaining. For running backs. I don't think Miami and at Chicago the following weeks are tough. And then, it, then it's Cincinnati the week after that, which is, but you can play, you could speculate on a James Cook. I would pick him up this week. Yeah, I wouldn't play because him. Because Devin Singletary, you're going to get bit. <laughs> Even snaps, 14 carries, but the, here's the here's the huge thing. Six receptions, and if they keep that going, I've always complained that they never throw to the running back, but that was a, a you know, if that continues, I would pick him up and see if that continues. And if that does, then you have a couple decent matchups the following weeks where he might have some decent utility. If you want to and, put him on your bench and it happens two weeks in a row and that, yeah. but I mean, I just, we've done this game before with that. Yeah. And then Corey Davis, boring pickup, but he's a guy that can, you know, most weeks with a competent quarterback or someone not named Zach Wilson, uh, get you like five sixty five for 70, like, He'll, he can be a serviceable guy. He's done that. He's done that basically every week that he's had a non-Zach Wilson quarterback this year. Yeah, it sounds like we are moving into that. I just want to add, I think Jordan Mason is like a absolute must add right now, even if it doesn't help you immediately. Christian McCaffrey's health, the way he's even being used right now, I just don't think anybody going into the playoffs should allow Jordan Mason to be sitting on the wire if he's out there just in pure speculation because the 49ers are dropping like flies. So go and pick him up. Do that. Let's all uh, if there is um, if there is a just fantasy God, Baker Mayfield will not be a 49er. So let's all hope that make sure you guys are following on Twitter. All in kid. The article is coming out this week for Jake. You can get it over at the athletic. If you're signed up, get notified. Otherwise, just look on the Twitter and you can click there for all of your week 14 happenings. Follow Brandon on Twitter. Brandon Funson and myself at is it the Welsh? That is it. And until next time, friends for Jake, for Brandon, it's the Welsh. We'll talk to you again right here on the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. Thank you.